that's breaking all the rules. Started out from VA and now we on the move. From Lobo to Globo, cause we got something to prove. We came from the bottom, now we at the tippy top. To hold it down for our people, cause we all we got. It's a cold, cold world, but we keeping it hot. With Miss Plank on the mic next to She the Rock. All work over here, still we having fun. Yeah, we say it like it is. Ain't, Ain't no holding our tongue. Go get us on the team, and we getting it done. Shout out to Trivetta, girl, you know who won. Started with a dream that turned into a vision. Now educating new generations is our mission. Ears to the streets, yeah, we steady politicking. If it ain't about the change, mind your business. Now wait again a minute, wave your hands with it. Wait again a minute, wave your hands with it. Now wait again a minute, wave your hands with it. Now wait again a minute, wave your hands with it. Now wait again a minute, <laughs> welcome, welcome to another episode of Wait Again Minute Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September the 28th, 2021. And today we have a very special episode. We have none other than Ebony Holmes. And I believe you're from Emporia, correct? Correct, correct. Yep. Okay, great. Well, um, before she actually get into what happened to her on July the 5th, is that correct? July the 5th? Okay, doing... Um, the holiday weekend. She actually was stopped by a Norfolk police officer. And during that stop, she was assaulted. So she's actually going to bring our viewers and listeners up to speed as to what happened on that day. So Ebony, fill us in and let us know how it all went down on July 5th. Um, well, it was 4th of July, late mm-hmm. night, early morning, July 5th. Um, I was on the way. Me and my friends in the car, we was on the way to um, a party. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to get there at a certain time to get in free. So I was speeding, mm-hmm. which I, well, I was speeding. And I seen the lights behind me that was bright. They wasn't on yet. So I'm like, okay, I know what this is. I knew it was a police officer. Mm-hmm. So I broke my speed immediately. And they was just telling me. Um, so I ended up pulling over on the side street, and that's when his lights came on. Uh, he approached the call. He asked me for license registrations. I proceeded to give them to him. And he asked me a question, and he asked me why I was speeding so fast. Okay. And I told him, well, I was in a rush to get to a party. Mm-hmm. And he then followed up and asked me, who's the driver of the car? And I was like, the driver. And I guess he didn't like my answer or whatever, so he proceeded to ask again. And I was cut off by my friends that was in the back seat okay. with the question of, if she already answered, why are you asking again? Correct. So he didn't like that. Um, like they was just real talky, talkative. He didn't like that they was not they was not shutting up like he was telling them to. Mm-hmm. But they was had they had been drinking, so they was a little mouthy. Um, it got to a point where he had said, came out his mouth and said, "If y'all don't shut up in the back, she's going to get arrested. You're going to get arrested because you, the, the passenger in the passengers in your car." We're talking, so he was going to arrest you. Yes, ma'am. He Damn. said that. He came out of his mouth said that to me. And if I may chime in, my understanding is that, um, she was respectful with him. Uh, okay. She uh, attempted to uh, calm her friends down as well. Um, and even though she was working with the cop mm-hmm. and trying to calm her friends down, my understanding was he became irritated with them in the back seat. Let's keep in mind... Uh, she was not stopped because of a loud car. She was stopped because of speeding. Okay. So the only thing that should have been uh, taken care of or, or, or should have uh, been addressed was the speeding. Correct. Piece, right? Correct. And while they were loud, uh, it is up to the cop. Mm-hmm. He, he should be trained properly to be able to handle loud individuals, right? Correct. We should not, it should not be at a point where I, as the person that's in a car, it has to calm my my friends down on behalf right. of the cop, and if I can't do that, then you're gonna threaten to arrest me. That's unacceptable. That's very, unacceptable. Very much so. And so, for those who don't know, can you introduce yourself, Mr. Brandon? Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is uh, Brandon Random, and I'm a civil rights advocate here uh, in the Hampton Roads area and around. I work in politics and um, uh, as well in the region and throughout the state. And we're, I'm here serving as a civil rights advocate with uh, Ebony Holmes. Make sure we keep her case in the limelight, make sure we get answers from the city government officials as well as the chief of police um, and make sure that there is a level of accountability, 
transparency, and then as we always do is to what do we need to do to fix this situation so that this does not happen to someone else and we do not have another Ebony Holmes. Right. Or another George Floyd. Correct. Okay, so Ebony, so you were in the car and he was telling you that if your passengers don't calm down, then he's going to arrest you, and then what happened? Uh, following that, multiple um, multiple squad cars started to um, arrive. He called for backup? Yeah. It was, I, uh-huh. I could say it was probably five squad cars out there when I was wow. taken to the car where I was being put into. Mm-hmm. Um, so by that time, my passenger driver was, he had stress to, or, Another police officer on his side that he had a weapon, but his weapon is registered. And he told the cop that, so the top the cop told him to get out, and okay. the cop beside me didn't even know why the other guy was my passenger driver was out the car yet. They hadn't mm-hmm. communicated that with each other yet. So I'm just sitting there on my phone and I have a vape. He comes out of nowhere. He was like, "Do you got a problem with me?" I'm like, I look at him like. Like you talking to me, like, cause I wasn't, I just wasn't saying anything. So it, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, so I was like, bro, I'm like, sir, that is them in the back seat. Like that's how I said it. Like mm-hmm. you don't hear that. You feel me? So um. And and if I'm correct, if, correct me if I'm wrong. At some point, another cop is saying that you all should exit the vehicle. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to get out. Okay. So after that, I hear a cop tell him, I tell everybody to get out. He ordered everybody to get out outside the car. So then he tells us. Out the car, mm-hmm. people in the back. Why we gotta get out? Da, 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 da. Just going on. I'm putting my stuff down and stuff, and I'm like telling them, like, you know, quiet down a little bit. So I go to open up my door. I'm irritated. So yeah, I forcibly open my door. It hits him. Not hard, yeah. not to the point where he buckled, fell. It was the, like the, the the yes, and the car door bumped against him. Yeah, it bumped mm-hmm. against uh, him. And but it wasn't nothing that it was uh It wasn't like you, you forced it like, it was no yeah. physical force, like you were yeah. trying to knock him out the way. Right, there was yeah. no... Right, okay. He did not move one inch. And even so, if you were upset and, you know, in a confused state of, of all this, it's no way possible you would have just, you know, forcefully pushed that door back on him and, with all those officers there. And then, yeah. I'm if I'm being ordered to get out the car, and again, you know, you know, he, the cop was there. She's mm-hmm. another cop has asked her to order to get out, them to get out the car. She's attempting to get out of the car. And my understanding at that point now, let's keep in mind, there are cops all around the car. If you view the video, there are cops all around the car. So therefore it's, it's one of those things where clearly the cops, they felt like the individuals in the car could not oppose the threat to them mm-hmm. because if, if they were that loud, if they were that obnoxious, if they were that wild or, or crazy, um, then why didn't the other cops react the way that Officer Vincent Taco reacted? Right. And I think that's the that's the key here, right? It's not a matter about if the door bumped against him. It's not a matter of any of that. If this situation was um, completely out of control, we know the go- the cops would have reacted totally different, and all right. of those cops would have acted it totally different. Her passenger had a cop he was dealing with that acted totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he asked him to be removed from the car. He was, they, nothing ever happened like that. But this one particular cop uh, then overreacted and used an excessive force. And then, you know, Ebony will probably get into the piece where it talks about he, she, um, he jumps in the car once, but he launches in the car the moment she opens up the door. And that's when okay. we have the video there. Okay, so you open the, you open the door once you open the door, what happened? After um, he was bumped, he immediately swings my car door open, like forcefully. Like he swings it open. And when he does that, I'm looking like I'm in shot, like, hold up. Like, I know like what's mm-hmm. going on. I know he's not about to try to just yank me out the car. Right. And as I'm as he's yanking on me, I'm trying to tell him, like, hold up, hold up. It was an accident. It was an accident. By that time, you can hear my friend saying, just put your hands up, just put your hands up. And he punches me in my face. He swings, jumps in, boom, wow. punches me in my face. I see the man. I see him form it. I see him form his fist. Like, I see it coming. I seen it. So you saw it coming, but you didn't have time to I move didn't out have, the way I didn't have time or nowhere to, to go. I'm there. I'm peeing. There's nowhere I could go. He, he had his way. Okay, so at that moment when he, when he lunged in the car and he hit you, what was going through your mind? It wasn't even the mind. It was what I tasted. I tasted blood. Instantly. Instantly. I'm like, I'm bleeding. He's, he's bust my lips some, in some way. He's busted. 
And um, that's when he, that's where I had the swelling right here. And mm-hmm. I had a few cuts inside my mouth from the face, from his, from the fist contact. And you can hear the uh, friends screaming for dear life. Um, uh, why did you, she's a female. Right. Why did you punch her in the face? That's all you continue to hear them say. She's a female. Why did you punch her in the face? He's a female. Why did you punch her in the face? I think the uh, the the part that bothers me the most is at a point after he punches her in the face, uh, we believe based off of what Ebony said is he compresses a certain amount of weight on her mm-hmm. to the point where she then begins to scream in the video, he's going to kill me. He's, he's wow. trying to trying to kill me. The fact that um, you hear someone scream that again, we went from a a, a speeding a traffic mm-hmm. speeding stop to um, him launching in a car, him punching her in the face, and to the point where she uh, thought her life was going to end. How do we get to that point? You know how do uh, how do how do we get to that point? And at some point, you got to ask the question: What does this stop at? Right. And it seems like, you know, it, it seems like a lot is missing there there because you like you say, you went from a traffic stop to now this altercation for no apparent reason. No. Correct. And so was he, you know, do you think he, that he was having a bad day? Eternally, he was, you know, he was processing some things right. and just took it. Um, and it's hard, field. you know, and I don't. That's not for us to say, right? Let's go get, can we get some tissue, please? Right. That's. um. You know, it's hard for us to say that. I can't say why he would overreact like that, right? right. Uh, you see, again, if she posed this much of a threat, what what I find disturbing is the other cops are there, mm-hmm. but none of them are overreacting like this, right. right? Do you have one cop cursing and carrying on as well, but none of them are overreacting like this particular cop. I can't understand why he acted in this manner, right? And then drags her out the car. And then there's a continued excessive use of force that we can't see on the camera, but we can hear her friend screaming, what are they doing to my friend? What right. are they doing to my friend? We can't, we can't see it. Uh, we can't see her. Um, okay, because it, now the video that you guys have is the ones that her friends recorded. The friends recorded, yes. And uh, that brings us to our point today. Okay. We have requested uh, through a letter, which is an official FOIA request because we've written it. We did a joint letter um uh, her attorney, Amina, um, and myself, we did a joint letter requesting for all body-worn cameras footage from the police to be uh, um, to, to, to be sent out, to be opened, to be released. Right. To be released. Uh, we sent that letter off September the 2nd, I believe, which was three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We have not got a response from the city. Now, let me ask you this. With, with the body-worn camera, is it a certain period of time that they have to release it or they don't have to release it? So, yes, what is so they have to acknowledge it in a certain amount of times. And I think it's three, to, from the time we wrote the letter requesting it, uh, I believe it's like they have three to five days to acknowledge that they at least received it, right? Okay. We haven't even received an acknowledgement. And don't quote me on that. Weeks? Yes, we know it's, we passed the acknowledgement piece, right? Okay. Now they can say there is a code, that's, there is a section code that says, oh, they can't release it uh, unless, um, while the investigation is going on. Okay. The thing is, they haven't even quoted that code. You understand where I'm coming right. from? They haven't even acknowledged that we sent them a letter. Um, for me, I'll be honest with you, it's almost like a smack in, a smack in our face, right? Correct. And I hate to use that term like that because uh, it's important that you at least say that we received your letter and mm-hmm. that, okay, we won't release the footage because of X, Y, and Z, right? Because he's underneath investigation or there's an internal affairs investigation. Now, let's be clear right now, it is a police internal affairs investigation going on. So there is no other body investigating them besides the internal affairs department within the police. Within the Norfolk within, Police Department. Within the Norfolk Police Department, right? And that, and that, that is customary when these things right. happen. But due to, um, and that's why people have advocated for citizens review panels, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Due to so many incidents in the police departments in which uh, you have these investigations occur and then they go absolutely nowhere, people have, uh, they, they lack trust with police investigating themselves. Right. We don't want to say there's any impropriety there, but you just got to look at what the history, what history mm-hmm. shows, right? Part of our letter that we wrote, when we wrote this letter on behalf of Ebony, um, and uh, and it was we we are requesting that the Commonwealth's attorney review the case 
um, that's a separate elected position uh, that's a separate body from the police to determine whether or not these cops, the cop, or mm -hmm. these cops that were on the scene should be criminally charged. Charged, okay. That's the other request. That's a, Now, here's the thing. We, we just asked that they made a public announcement saying they would review the case. We have not got that either. That's the only thing we ask is that you would come out and say, yes, we'll review the case. Now, right. we're not telling, we understand legal integrity, right? Mm -hmm. And they have to review it in an impartial stance. We're not telling you how to charge the case or even if the case should be charged at all. What we're saying is just review the case outside of the cop, outside of the police. Okay. Right. And so, and so that's, that's our other ask, right? Our, the body worn camera footage, the, the ask of, um, uh, of uh, the Commonwealth Attorney to review it. And the third ask was to make sure that this officer is not on the street still patrolling. Correct. Right now, we don't know where this officer is at. We don't know if he's on desk duty. We don't know if he's at home. Mm -hmm. We have asked that they make an announcement saying that this, uh, he at least be placed on administrative leave without pay, Correct. without pay during the investigation. So we haven't even said step down yet, right? We'll give him his fair due process, even though many African-Americans don't receive a fair due process that's, in the criminal that's justice absolutely system. absolutely correct. But we'll, we're fair enough to say, you know what? Give them the opportunity to investigate you. But while you're underneath investigation, we need to make sure you're not on the streets patrolling the streets. Right, making sure that it's not, it's not another Ebony Holmes Correct. Out there. And these are three simple requests. Mm -hmm. These are something that they could make a public statement. Uh, this is something that they could release immediately. Um, but that's what we have the attorneys for. Um, you know, they're going to look at their options as well. If we can't, if they won't release it publicly, uh, you know, without us going through the legalities of things right, right now. Um, and so there are three asks. We have not got a response. We have not even received an acknowledgement from the joint letter we sent out three weeks ago. That's and we're already three months into the incident. Mm -hmm. we're this, uh, it happened October 5th. So October 5th is this Sunday, I believe, Sunday or Monday. That'll make three months. And we have received little to no correspondence from the city of Norfolk. Now, so what is the, like, no... Like, what is the next step, being that you guys haven't received any type of acknowledgement? Right. You know that they have it. Correct. They know that you know that they have it. Right. But they have yet to say, hey, we have it, and this is what we're going to do. What is the next step for you guys to do? Right. So t uh, today we're going to uh, uh, hold a press conference at 5 o'clock in front of City Hall in Norfolk. Okay. If anybody's in Norfolk, please come out and join us to support Ebony Homes. Uh, at at the five at the five o'clock at six o'clock, we're gonna, we're gonna go before the city council and state these requests before them. And we'll have Ebony with us so they can see her. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably bring one of her posters up there with me. I, I need them to understand the severity of this this right, case, right? right? Um, and we don't know how effective that's gonna be, but that's that's our next steps. Uh, the ACLU has now. Um, uh, joined us, and they are a civil liberties uh, organization. They've been around for mm -hmm. many years. They do a lot of work in making sure that no one's liberties uh, across the board, whether you're black, whether you're white, right. whether you, whatever your sexual orientation is, whatever your gender is, they make sure that no one's civil liberties are broken, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that everyone has a, a fair and due process in the, in, in, in the United States uh, as a citizen. And so they have now joined us. Um, and we have been in talks with uh, their various departments, advocacy department, their com okay. communications department, their legal department, and uh, we're going to see what needs to be done if if there is a need for us to take legal action now to at least get the body worn camera footage. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and, and we have you know many attorneys; they'll work that out and, and spread that, get that out. So we've done our part in making and in, in approaching the city in the appropriate way, without suing anyone, without taking litigation. We really try what we call shuttle diplomacy, right? Which is to sit down at the table and say, what can we do to solve this? We're just not getting a response from the city. Right. And so therefore, now you have to bring in more organizations right. that can put some manpower behind this to keep this moving. I'm very confident. I'm, I'm happy that the ACLU has joined us. I've had a meeting with them on yesterday. Um, they are happy to be on board to help Ebony. Um, they have a lot of resources and manpower. They have a lot of uh, political understanding. Uh, they're very um, knowledgeable with it, and I think that will help, you know, uh, push this case push forward case. as well. So, Ebony, like, how are you doing, being that, you know, you have um, people now in place who actually help you as um, far as the legalities are concerned, but as far as you mentally, like, where are you at? Cause like I worry about like do you do you 
does it go back in your mind? Like, do you replay it or do you wonder, you know, well, what did I do? Did I move wrong? Or, you know, like, tell us how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Because that way people can see, just like um, Brandon said, by taking you there, they can actually see you as a person, as a human being. And maybe they can relate a little to, you know, what you went through or what you experienced, rather. I've been Break it down simple for myself. I've been on autopilot. Just going to mm-hmm. I'm just me. Well, I don't put flow. too much into nothing. And I don't expect too much from nothing. So wow. I just, I'm like a blame. And, and it's said that as African Americans, we've all got to that point mm-hmm. that we feel like the criminal justice system is going to fail us. And I, and I tell you, and I say this, I don't care how educated you are, how well connected you are, um, are any of that, when you are African-American caught up in the, Afri- in, in the uh, criminal justice system, statistics, studies, history has shown it has failed us. Right, time and time again. Time and time again, and it continues to fail us. It continues to fail us. Um, it hurts me when I hear the video of her saying, you know, screaming for her life. It hurts me when I see her crying, right? And it's our job to just try to keep it in the forefront. I can't imagine the pain she went through. Correct. Right. Correct. I can't imagine being hit by a uh, a man in the face. You know, mm-hmm. a speeding stop come, turns into to, turns into that. I, I I can't imagine it. So. And especially for someone who has been put in place to protect and serve, but yet you know you your job is to protect and serve, but yet that wasn't what happened on right. July 5th right? for no reason. Now, when we when he pulled you out of the car, and um, what were the other officers around doing? What were they saying? <laughs> they was just looking. Right. Nobody tried to correct him? I, when, I, when they were taking me to the squad car, I was in panic mode. I was having a full anxiety breakdown. I'm sure. And I was telling them, I'm just telling them everything, telling them, like, my mental health, like, they just... They didn't care. Like, calm down, be quiet. And then I'm like, look at my mouth. I'm telling them, look at my mouth. They asked me, do you want an ambulance? And then I told the officer, I told him, yeah. He came out his mouth. He said, well, seeing that you want an ambulance, it's going to take you way longer to get out of jail than what it is if you just go now. So that's intimidation tactic. It tactics. is. That's intimidating. And I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised, not surprised by that. I, I think I, I heard one cop on the video cussing him, you know, if you would just, if you would have just did so-and-so, you wouldn't be Start effing going through this. Mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, that's how the cops are talking to, to, to people now, right? Here's the thing. I'm a firm believer and we, we, uh, we have to have law enforcement. I'm a firm believer that we have to work with law enforcement and, mm-hmm. and, and better the community. But how do we better relationships in the community with law enforcement when we're dealing with situations like this? And then instead of holding those individuals accountable, we stay silent on it. So I've worked with the city of Norfolk cops. There are some good cops out there. I've done work with them. They're not all bad, right? right. But it's, you're, to me, you're putting all of them on the line. You're making them look bad. You're making them have to go through this because you're staying silent on this particular cop that did this, right. which is unnecessary, right? You know, saying things like, well, if you get an ambulance, it's going to take you long to get out of jail. And they do stuff like this because they, I believe they, they target individuals, they see individuals that may not understand the legal system. Mm-hmm. They know the mindset they're in, right? And, then, and when she mentions the mental health piece, that is why we have to get to the point where cops are not mental health experts, right? That's right. Um, That's right. Um, the Marcus Pete, I think it's the, the Marcus Peter, the Marcus Alert out of Richmond. That gentleman dealt with some serious mental health issues, and he ended up being uh, sh- sh- killed by the police because he was caught. They were he, uh, they were called because of the incident. Found out he was dealing with some serious mental health issues, but the police were on the scene and were not qualified for that. Right? Mm-hmm. That could have been Ebony. That situation could have changed differently because we don't know what mental health state she was in, and that's why we need mental health experts to show up to stuff like that to just de-escalate the situation. And that's, and that's the part that's kind of um, puzzling to me, how it just got out of hand, like, all of a sudden. And you don't know someone's mental state. Right. And, you know, for those officers to stand there, not do anything to me, I just feel like if you're, if you're there and you didn't say anything in defense of her or the other um, passengers or whatever, you are just as much fault as 
Correct. O- the officer. And you remember with the the the, uh, the the George Floyd case, but the cops, uh, three of the cops, while Derek Chauvin was the one who had his knee on George Floyd's Correct. neck, the other three cops stood there and did nothing. So they were held in accessory. They're being charged. Majority of their charges is kind of accessory, accessory charges. Right, right. And standing there, one blocked the crowd. The other one's holding, the, I think, the, the legs down. Another one's holding another piece of the body down. So while Derek Chauvin, uh, and we're going to call him the convicted murderer, is, that's, yes, that's what he is. While he, as he was there murdering uh, George Floyd, and George Floyd was calling for his life, the other cops stood around. So as she's calling for her life, right. screaming for her life, as her friends are screaming for, uh, you know, why did he punch her in the face? They're mm-hmm. standing around. Uh, to me, they should be held accountable as well. Exactly. It's it. You're exactly right. It's no other way around that. And I just, I just wonder, um, you know, if he is out on, if he still, if he still is out on, um, on beat, patrolling, or patrolling, as well as had this happened before. Correct. Because that could be, you know a situation that has happened before and he's probably been getting away with it. Correct. Correct. And because of, you know, human resources and things of that nature it's, it's really hard. You could file a request asking for if, if he's ever had any complaints and they may respond and say, well, no, we can't issue the complaints. They may say we've had a certain number of complaints. incidents or whatever, mm-hmm. but you, you know, you can't say what it is. Right. So it could be some frivolous. It could. Mm-hmm. And so, because we really can't see that now, I think, um, if, and we, and again, I'm no attorney, I believe if an attorney was here, they could file the correct motions to probably get that when it goes down to, you know, the civil case and all of that. Right. Again, I'm no attorney. I don't know for sure. And I don't want to speak as if I'm one, but from an advocacy standpoint, it's nothing we can get right now that we could put out there to show that, uh, you know, that he had past incidents. Now, he, he charged you with, with what, if anything, on that day? Uh, originally, I didn't even know. I didn't know what my charge. I knew I was charged speed, but I didn't know all my other charges. I got to the jail, and I heard them outside so you the went, car you, talking. So you went down to the jail yeah. for driving? For, for No, it's speeding. no way. For yeah. speeding. They ended up arresting her and taking her taking her to the jail. Did you get mm-hmm. reckless driving? Reckless driving, obstruction, no justice, no threatening a fight. But before that, before the no justice, no fight, it was assault on a police officer felony. But that was dropped that was dropped that was dropped immediately in front of the magistrate me and the cops standing right beside each other telling what happened and he dropped it because he couldn't explain to the magistrate why he had to use excessive force on me wow okay so i i have a quick question ebony so the cop attacked you just to make sure i'm clear on this he attacked you but then he tried to give you assault charges as if you attacked him yeah. and got in front of the magistrate, which I'm going to assume because you're a fairly light complexion young lady. So I'm assuming that you had some type of bruise or something on your face in front of the magistrate. What did, what did the magistrate officer say when they looked at your face? Exactly what did they say or do you even remember their facial expression? It's funny you say that because I think about that. It was other jail officers that took that did intake with me, and I I asked her. I said, "Ma'am, is my face like? How's my face look?" She said, "Oh, you look fine." What? Oh, I look wow. fine. And she asked me where I was from. And I said I was from Emporia. She was like, "Oh, you lucky you wouldn't get pulled out there." What? <laughs> Wait, do you mind? Because Emporia is known for speed. Right. Speed, right. Speed tickets. Another four sixty. Like, right. Exactly. Another Windsor. <laughs> Another Windsor. <laughs> right. So she looked at your face, and you asked her about your face, and she said your face looks fine. Yeah, because I told her what he did. It's like she downplayed what he did because I told her where I was from. What? And I think it, it just it just goes back to a system where yeah. okay now uh, maybe I can depend on the magistrate right now. Luckily the right. magistrate did did not uphold the yeah, the uh, assault charge right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it just goes back to a system where I, I, I told somebody I don't know if it's a privileged system or a racial system. It might be a mo- both. So oh, whether yeah. I'm privileged and I can get a top team of attorneys to meet me down there to handle all of this for me, which typically many of us can't. That's mm-hmm. in our skin color. Uh, whether it's a racial thing, right? And um, it makes you wonder if she was a, I I say the same thing with the missing situation, the missing person situation that's coming up now, right? When a a young white girl goes missing, which let me be very clear, when anybody goes missing, we need to make sure we find them. When a young white girl goes missing, 
the whole world turns upside down. The, America's looking at it. Uh, the black boy Jelani went missing before her. Jelani we barely Day. heard. We mm-hmm. barely heard about Jelani. You had the young man I think in Arizona. He got off the African American and got off of work in Arizona and completely disappeared one. out there. His father's been out there, and so it just it just goes back to saying this. So same thing with the missing thing, right? The white girl's missing. Everybody's on it. The black people go missing is different. If that would have been a white girl in that car with blonde hair, would he have jumped on her and punched her the way he did? No, um, not at all. Ebony, you can't tell me he would have had the same reaction. No. I, I don't believe it. I don't either. I don't believe it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't believe it. And that's what we're faced with. Right. And then when they see us protest and they see us rally, they say, oh, what are y'all doing? Up here? I said, trust me, we could be doing something better with our lives. I'm pretty sure she would want to be at work. You all could be highlighting something different. Mm-hmm. I could be doing something different, right? And and we have to do it because if we don't do it, who will? Who will? That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. And then I think, like, especially, like, now with so much going, going on in the media, um, it's it's more out on the forefront. And they, a lot of times, I feel like they just push it to the side, hoping that we're going to forget about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're yes. going to let them march. We're going to let them, you know, do this That's and it. that. But in a couple of months or so, it's going to die down. It's going it. to be over. Yep, and you have to... You just have to keep it. You have to keep it out there, right? right? So for me, when whenever I get a call about Ebony, we're there. She's there. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna get her here, and we're gonna make sure it stays in the forefront, right? And whether it's one camera that shows up, one person that shows up, that one person can spread it around. That's they spread exactly it to the next person, right. right? You're exactly right. And and whether we're taking calls 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night trying to figure it out, we're gonna do it until we get justice for Ebony. Right. Because my only fear is it could have been my niece, it could have been my nephew, it could have been me, and if we don't. First of all, as, if we as a society don't take this serious, mm-hmm. especially as we as an African-American community don't take it serious and keep our eye on these and make sure we keep these things out in the forefront, it'll keep happening. And like you said, it'll just get brushing it through. Yeah. And, and, I, and I go back to the Windsor incident. I, I told somebody before, the video, the, the video case with Lieutenant Karan Nazario where he was pepper sprayed, that mm-hmm. happened in December of last year, right? And the police investigated it and closed it in January. They were done with the case. Wow. Brushed underneath the rug. It wasn't until the video went viral in April that all of a sudden now we got to fire people. We got to do this review. Mm-hmm. We got to do that. You knew then something was wrong. Right. But because nobody knew what was going on, there was no citizens review panel. There was nothing there. And there was some intimidation tactics there as mm-hmm. well. Correct. And that's been, uh, that's been pushed in the civil lawsuit that there was intimidation tactics there that, oh, if you be quiet and let this go, we won't tell your army, you know, your mm-hmm. army uh, um, uh, commanders, you know, we, we won't tell uh, uh, if you let this go, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you get by and go about your business. So again, more intimidation tactics in that case in Windsor, right? right. And we're seeing it time and time again in these cases. And if we don't keep them in the forefront, then who will? will? I just keep going back to who will do it. And I think for us as African-Americans, a lot of times we have this thing that, you know, hey, it didn't happen to me. So, you know, it's like whatever. But the moment it happens to us, we want to put up billboards. Yes. We want to make this big stink about it. But you have to realize that, you know, Ebony is... An average person, it could be like, just like Brandon said, it yeah. could be you, me, or whoever. Right. So by Ebony coming all the way from Emporia here today, I felt like, you know, if you're listening and when you do listen, that you would try to help as much as you can. Right. You know, and although, you know, she did what she's supposed to do, and, and that's the whole thing that, that pisses me off is because, like, damn, like, I didn't do anything to deserve this. Right. right. And yet, and still... Here she is. Right. There's nothing there that deserves this. And here's the thing. We know for sure if if she did anything to that cop that was threatening him, it would have been totally different. Guns would have been drawn. The, the All the other cops would react. You, at one point, you have one cop. You have our friend saying, can I continue to record? And the cop says, yeah, that's fine. So none of those cops felt intimidated. That's what I'm saying. There was not. You're going to upload the video as well. Too. Okay, right. And so it, the thing is, that there was no, there was not this. Uh, imminent threat there to the point where they felt like any of those cops needed to act in a way in which Officer Vincent Taco acted. Taco. Yes. It's just, it's, it's, it, 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 I can't understand it. I can't wrap my head around it. Every time right. I look at the video, every time I go back and look at it, it's, it you can't. You can't because I, I've studied this enough. I've read up on this enough. Mm-hmm. I've had enough things to know that when, the, when all the cops are scared, they all draw their weapons. They all act the same. And then that's when you got the back and forth. Well, he did, she, he, you know, he and she did so-and-so. 
In this case, no other cop acted that way. Now, they may have been cursing and they may have stood around and didn't do anything, which mm -hmm. doesn't make it right, right. But none of them used excessive force in the, way you, in the way in which you did. So, Ebony, what is it that you want to happen from this point forward? Like, what is it that will satisfy you just a little? I, maybe that satisfy may not be the correct word, but what would make you feel better about this incident? to see happen from this incident? Like, would you want him to get fired? Would you want him to be suspended? You know, would you want the other officers to be involved? Would you want um, to punch him back yourself? <laughs> don't say that, please don't say that, please don't say that. <laughs> don't answer that part. <laughs> the attorneys are not here, but they'll have right. a fit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no. I think no. after the litigation part is over, you right. come back and ask yeah. that question. <laughs> yeah, she, she can let her hair down there. Right. Move on anything that can be used against them. Right. You know, I think you one time, you know, she said something at um, the press conference and she kept it simple. She said, I just want justice. I just want justice. I don't want no sympathy. Like, ju well, okay, but what is justice for you? Justice for me will be something different. For you, what what is it for you? Because I already know, and it didn't even happen to me, what I would want. But <sighs> this is about Ebony Holmes. You have no words? I don't think about it. I'm going to be honest with y'all. The only time I deal and I think about this situation is when I come do this. this. Okay. So when I get in the car, I, I leave here and I get in the car going by my business, it's pushed to the back. Lock of the it car. out. I block it out. I don't do but it. see, that's the, and, and, and here's the thing. When you don't have anyone to help you, that, also, that often ends up happening, right? So it's blocked out. And think about it. If so many of us didn't come forward, I want to I wanna thank Black Lives Matter 757, Rhoda Young, Amina, um, some Kim Wimbush who I'm working with, so many of us, the ACLU now, and, um, and everyone else, because if it wasn't for us, and, and the news stations have been covering this, right? Mm -hmm. It would have been blocked out in her memory, and Officer Vincent Tonko would still be out there, and no one would say anything. Because we know, with all the pressure we've done, we're still not getting answers for them. So think right. about if, if, if we would have just went silent, right? We expect her to go silent, because she went through that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're all here for, you, myself that's what we're here for to uplift the message that's so right. that it won't happen to someone else correct correct and so i i don't expect her to have to think about this all the time right put mm -hmm. the burden on me that's fine that's my calling in life place that burden on me that's right so that it won't happen to someone else but i don't want that burden on her you understand and i think for all of us to go out here and protest right. you know right. regardless of how you feel about the organization and, and anything else i think what we all take on these burdens is is when i was met with the aclu it was what can we do to help ebony right when I, when I first reached out to Kimberly Wimbush, who does a lot of PR work and got the news there to do the first press conferences, Brandon, we're on it, right? I think she was out of town. Either I was just coming back from Mexico or I got the call in Mexico. Okay. I got the call, somebody called me when I was in Mexico about this okay. case. And I took the time, I took 10 minutes out of my vacation to get a piece of it. And I said, when I get back, I'm on it. Um, handle it yeah. I, I, we'll handle it as soon as I get back. So, uh, and so it was one of those things where, because it's one of those, it's bigger than me. Yeah, it's bigger than a vacation. It's bigger than any of that. So you don't even think about it. You say we got to make sure that this doesn't happen to another person. Right. And so it's sad that she has to put it in the back of her memory. But we just got to make sure that these people are held accountable, because if she did not have the resources, if she didn't have you, if she didn't have me, if she didn't have all of these platforms, that officer would still be out there. And there's a high probability he would commit the same action again. Or those cops that were around and saw that he wasn't held accountable would do the same thing. Correct. Because see, that's, that's a big thing there, right? Mm -hmm. We go back to George Floyd. Derek Chauvin was the training cop for those young cops. All those cops were, I think, fairly new. They had just got on the force, I believe. So, and he probably taught them. Correct. So if he wouldn't he have been held accountable and they would have yeah. saw him place his knee on that black man's neck and got away with it, they would have thought that that was acceptable and probably would have turned around and done the Very same thing. So. Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. And it, it's crazy um, that we do that as a people. You know, when we go through something, we the first thing we do is try to push to the back of our mind. We don't right. want to deal with it because we still have to go through life and, and, and handle life. Right. But a lot of times when we do that, when we're pushing it back in the back of our mind, and it, it, it sits there until something else happens and it triggers. And if we don't get the help that we need, then... It's, you know, it's, it's a traumatic thing for her. Right. You know, and we all are Ebony Holmes. And that's one thing Correct. that we, we all need to really understand and get it 
under our belt. Like, right. um, so we need to really push this as much as possible. We need as many shares, much buzz as we can about it because the more pressure we, we put on them, they're going to have to come out the kitchen. Yes. Yes. Well, they're going to come out waving their hands and saying, hey, you right. know, we, we got your paperwork and, you know, we're on it and we're going to do what we need to do. But somebody needs to be held accountable. Correct. Correct. You know, Correct. and I, I just. And here, I tell somebody, release the video. Right. If the yeah. video says, I told somebody, whether you release the video in June or whether you release the video in July, the video is still the same. Right. That's right. It, it, when you record me, say something to you, if I say you are beautiful woman, right? And mm -hmm. then I try to go back and say that, oh, I never said that. You have me on recording. That doesn't That's change. Right. So whether you release that video of me saying how beautiful you are on January or in May, it's still the same. So I can't, right. for the life understand me, when they say, well, we have to hold on to the video during the investigation. The video is ne should never change. Your investigate, you releasing a video should not impede upon your investigation whatsoever. Release the video. And then we got to face whatever the video says right, right? now the right. video says something else then we got to say okay then what 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 went wrong there what what happened right there mm -hmm. but i can't imagine a video saying something else from dealing with uh these uh uh cases uh quite a bit when when the city or when the cops want to defend themselves they will release some very quickly yes, if it's they, nothing yes, bad on their behalf mm -hmm. and it's something that she possibly did you know if it um they would have released it, it. Been, it would have been a, that same night same night same it night would, the statement would have been different yeah. I know how they operate. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that they're holding on to this video really makes questions. Now, again, I don't want to say there's any impropriety there. It just raises a lot of questions. And I say in anything, perception is everything. Right. Perception is everything. Now, Ebony, have you been to court for your, your driving ticket? They haven't given you a court date? I mean, yeah, I've given the court. The court date is on November. It's in November. I know it's in November. Are we in November? We almost there. Now. Okay, okay. Well, we almost there, aren't we? Well, do you, do you, yeah, because the way these months are going by, fast, it's gonna be Christmas before you know it. Right, right. But Ebony, when you, when you, because you know he was the one that gave you the, the um, he was the arresting officer. Um, how do you think you would feel if you saw him in November? Like I've seen him since. Oh, you've seen him since then? At the hearing date, where they gave me a new court date. Um, but that was in July. That was probably I say two weeks after the incident. Okay, so you've seen him. I've seen him since right then. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. And did he make any con <laughs> contact or anything with yeah, you? He was there. Okay, seeing that it was like the traffic type. It was also so it's like real car. quick, right? He was there. It was other cops that was there. Mm -hmm. and they knew him. Hey, what you doing here? I look. I hear. I can hear him talking. Right. Sitting right across. Right. Looking at me. He's looking at me while he's smiling. Like what? <laughs> like, let, me, let, me, let me let you know something, Abby. Like, he don't wait a damn minute. We're unapologetic and we're unfiltered. It's, see, that's I, now because she's in litigation. Right. Yeah. That's why yeah. I said, you know. And we don't have the attorneys here to step right. in. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll let the law handle it. Right, right, right. But once it's all said and done, invite us right. back. We really yeah. get mad. I can and tell I, you. And we definitely will. We I definitely say, I talk will. like how I want to talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a tragedy tragedy though um and i'm sorry that it happened to you but i do believe that when it's all said and done you will have the victory you know yes. whatever that looks like for you you will have it and i just hope that you know you'll be able to look at this and not look at other officers in the same manner right. because the natural thing and human thing would be everybody's like that just like you said you know with, right. with the with the um right the actual whole right. police force and they're not but but yeah, they're yeah, not but right. it makes it bad yes and that is what i i, I tried to I, I i was in detroit recently and i had a conversation with some cops one random night we were out mm -hmm. i had that and i told them the same thing i said you know the thing is you cannot uh you all have to be able to speak out against these one or two bad That's ones right. it makes you all of and all of them aren't bad that's right. I've had interactions with Norfolk police. I've had interactions with Suffolk police and, and, and Richmond police and everyone else, and they're not all bad. Here's the thing. I'm one of those individuals. I want to work with them so that this won't happen again, right? I think one of the key things we really want to look at, and, I, and, and don't quote me on this. I, I, want to, I want to make sure I do some research on it, but I believe that it is now time for uh, Norfolk and out of this to create a citizen's review panel to review these types of complaints going to the okay. cops. And the reason being is because, again, you have a situation where this has been an internal affairs for three months and we don't know anything. The public doesn't know anything. There's no state. It's just a statement saying we're reviewing this. This is the same statement that the cops put out for everything. Right. And so you need those citizen review panels in cases like this. 
right. uh, with with cops, with experts, with us everyday citizens, so that the public can be in the know about what's going on, right? Because it, it leaves this lingering feeling, right? And a lot of times people will see me out here doing this work and I and I come I'll be eating and I'll be doing something. People come across me and say, well, you know, keep fighting it. Cause and you know what I get a lot of times, you know, because I don't really trust the police, right? You don't trust it because of this. Because yeah, and I try right. to tell when I sit down with the cops, I'm like, I'm trying to tell you they don't trust you all because of the actions you're doing. Right. You know, uh none of us are perfect. I make my mistakes. We all make our mistakes, but we got to figure out that, okay, you got to come out and say, look, we made a mistake. We did wrong. Mm -hmm. We held this person accountable. Right. But sometimes we're not even getting that. So what do you, what do you think some of the steps that they should take? So this will not happen again, like a certain training or training. I think, uh, uh training is a big piece. De-escalation. I think again, your mental, your mental health, your, you know, your mental health situation as mm -hmm. well. Um, we want to. We hope everyone's body worn camera footage is on. We want to make sure that those that, are that's always a, that's on. That's another. Story. That's a whole other situation yeah. itself. We saw that mm -hmm. with Donovan Lynch in Virginia Beach. Right. Uh, so making sure the camera footage is on. Uh, training is just like a big. I really think they need to reinvest, take away from some of all the money they spend on wep weaponry and and all of that, and mm -hmm. and they really need to heavily reinvest. I would tell anybody, you know, when you talk about reallocating funding for police, um, I'm a firm believer if you can reallocate it, reallocate it in training and de-escalation, right. and then understanding the neighborhoods you're patrolling as well. Um, also, so I think, and I think a big piece is when the citizens review panels, the citizen review boards, which is uh, a board of citizens, experts, police, city officials, they come together come and review together. these panels, review these uh, complaints, these type of complaints. Some of them, now the state has granted them the power to give some of these review boards subpoena authority, where they can subpoena certain records and things of that nature on behalf of the person that's coming before them to complain. Now, Ebony, have you had a lot of people, um, because I know that this went viral, have you had a lot of people in support of you as well as not in support and saying, you know, you know, because um, they think that because we're black, that, you know, it's something that we did wrong. So I know you probably had supportive people, supportive people, mm -hmm. um, but have you had non-supportive people reach out to you or say something to you? Everybody's that do and message me that I don't know or do know is just it's positive. It's positive. That's good. That's that's a plus. Yeah. That's a plus. So if you if now let me ask you this now. If someone would contact you and they went through a situation that you went through, would do you think you'd be able to talk with them and kind of coach them and help them along? Because a lot of times I think you know, some of the things that we go through isn't about us. Right. It may be for somebody else. Right. So do you think that you will be able to reach back and help somebody else that, you know, or yeah. maybe that were in a, that were in a situation or I like something? Helping. I like helping people anyway. You do? So, yeah, that's, that's a, yeah. Because you seem like you're a cool, pretty cool, chill person. So I know y'all were getting all geared up, ready to go for the, um, you know, for the party. So y'all never made it to the party. Three minutes away. Three minutes away. Yeah. Well, you know, who knows what it would have been on the other side. But I wasn't even coming out here that night. And but you came way from invited, Emporia. Got invited out, so. you, you made it from Emporia. Well, all the tickets, like, they, they, oh. make, they make money through there, too. They do. Yeah. Um, and you come way here and get a ticket. That's just, that's just some bananas. That's bananas. But, um, Brandon, what would you say to someone, or if someone were to contact you? I know you're pretty much, you know, a busy man. You pretty much stretch thin, <laughs> but you know, is it certain things that you don't take, like certain cases you don't take, or you just? Um, like, I try to, you know, when someone reaches out to me, I try to look at the case in a holistic okay. perspective. You know, um, I want to make sure it's legitimate. You know, and that it's not just just because okay. uh you know um i always try to be fair and impartial with all parties involved right um that's why i thought the very kind letter we wrote to the city <laughs> was just, you know nice and fair i like to give everyone nice an opportunity justice. right i mean i just said god has given me so many opportunities i have not always made mistakes i have had some interactions with white cops that were very friendly you know, let me did. get off and yeah. everything you know mm -hmm. uh i always tell the story i remember i was rushing down route 58 one day i was just graduating from college and getting ready to go to like one of my first jobs i'm running behind i got like 
you know, you're broke, you just got into college, right? <laughs> and I got a crack deal on my windshield. I'm speeding. Oh, I mean, I know the cop could have gave me all types of tickets that mm -hmm. day. And, you know, he's like, it looks like you're a young college student. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just let you go, right? So it's like, I know they're not all bad, right? right? And so I think the thing is, I do try to encourage people to look at it that they're not all these bad individuals. We need law enforcement. I'm not for using the term defund police, you know. I'm all for reallocating funding for police. You need the police. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you need law enforcement, you yeah. know. And now that how we do. can reimagine law enforcement is key to everything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm here. It, I, you call me whenever um, or you find me. Most of the time after these people will go find me on Facebook real quick and reach out to me. And I'll call them and I'll talk with them about their case and see what I can do. Okay. A lot of times, I, I, a lot of times it's, it's, it, you know, it's a lot of times it's simple stuff that people don't even know, like, what kind of attorney I need. Right. Mm -hmm. I can just I and I got him to a good attorney and, and the rest is history. Right. And so um, I just, you know, my mom would say try to be a vessel for the Lord, I That's guess you uh, and, and do the right thing and help help those that I need. But you'd be surprised. I get so many like actually really simple calls of just people not even understanding the basics of it. Right. Um, and just saying, hey, I need to help with this. Can you guide me here? So I, I do work and deal with a lot of attorneys mm -hmm. um, from personal injury ones that focus on criminal defense and right. civil rights and, and all of that. So and I, and I lead them to the right way. Um, if it's something that I think we can get some attraction on and we need like to make some movement on, then that's when we kind of do you know all of these type of things. I try to take every case serious because I'm like anything could go from something so small yeah. to be. I mean, look at Trayvon Martin went from Skittles and, Skittles and yeah, a drink tea, to yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so being that this is your calling, Brandon, um, is there ever a time where you like you know what it's just too much? Oh, like, the trauma. You, I, know? you know, I try to follow. I follow. Um, I follow like Ben Crump and Tamika Mallory and Trader Truth and okay, all of them and Al Sharpton because I'm like, oof, they've been doing this for years, especially right. Al Sharp, Robin right, Al Sharpton, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Jesse Jackson and you know he 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 caught COVID, but he's still out there protesting for us, right? <laughs> I, it is a lot of trauma sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. I go home and lay on the sofa, I'm like, wow, but I realize that I'm blessed and fortunate enough. I have a voice, right, that I can help somebody else. Um, you know, if I can help somebody so along you're the voice way, for the voiceless. there you go. If I can help somebody along the yeah. way, then my living is not in vain. Not in you know? vain. That's and right. one of the things is I, I, I live by two quotes. When I leave this world, I want to leave it in a better place than how I found it. And when it's all said and done, I just ask that they say, may the work I done speak, speak for me. And, um, and so, right. So it, it, it can be a little, you know, burdensome and tiresome. Mm -hmm. And then when you get the calls and you hear the other people say, you know, they've been through something similar or things of that nature, but you just keep pushing, you, you know, you keep pushing. I think the I think the good part about it is I work on the political side as well. So mm -hmm. if I see that individuals aren't listening to us, then we'll fight it out in poli in the political season. Right, so it's, it's, like, it's like hand in hand. It's hand in hand. So it's, hand this hand is hand. definitely meant for you. Like this I is definitely so. your calling because, yeah, that is like hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, it came out of the womb. <laughs> but um, we don't want to hold you guys. I know, you know, you have a press conference and I'm going to try to, I'm going to make you, I just got to. Do some few things, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna come there, thank you. Um, because I am a woman of my word as well. Like I'm gonna do what I need to do, and I, you know, I, and I like to push other people too because you, you, you don't know who is listening to you. You don't yes. know what platform can reach certain people. Very some true. people be like, oh, you have to have. Ten thousand people. No. no, you no, you don't. It only no. takes that one, takes person, one person. That one person. Takes one person. And um, to not to listen, not fall on deaf ears. Right. But I wanted to encourage you, both of you guys, because you know this this is definitely an uphill battle. And um, but you guys are for tough, so um, you're gonna get it. <laughs> yes. You know she's she's she's. Oh, she's um, tough. She's oh, tough. She's tough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Keep praying but for at us. At the end of the day, she's you know she's still a woman and she's an African American and yes. she's a young adult. Yes. So we want to make sure that we are in major support. Thank you. Thank you. In major support. Thank and you. then wait again, many can help you. We're here. Yes. We're here. We're here. We're here. And what we do is, I tell people all the time, like we build relationships. Everlasting relationships, and that's what Wait Again Minute is about. Yeah, yes. we're gonna we're gonna tell you how it is, <laughs> um, but yet and still, we're, we're gonna come straight from the heart, and we're gonna be honest. But the relationships, far as I'm concerned, means the most to me. Right. right. So um. They're good people. 
Yeah, we're, we're very good people. They are. See, and although you didn't meet everybody today, because yes. normally I'm not up here. Right. I was surprised. No, so you got yeah, lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, no, I, I got to do this. Yes, yes. You know, but um, the ladies had to work or whatever. But we definitely um, thank you for accepting our invitation. Yes, ma'am. Because, you know, you, 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 you guys really didn't have to, but um, we definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it, and um, we're here. And you, and when I say we're here, you're gonna feel that we're here, not just saying it. So, um, for the listeners and viewers um, that may hear it now or later, we want you guys to share. We want you to keep her in prayer. Those who are connected to her as well. Yes. Because um, yes, when you're connected us. to people. You know, you take on a burden. You, you, you do. You <laughs> I mean, do. it's been some nights I sit back and look at uh, the video still, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just can't believe, you know, it, it really, it, 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 um, it, 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 it affects you. Right. You know, I just met Ebony mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, but, um, you know, you feel like you have this kinship with them because of the trauma she went through, and then you're, you're out here, you're trying to fight this good fight, and a lot of times from advocate standpoint we don't always get that support right i'm glad they don't come to her with some of the crazy stuff they say to us necessarily Mm -hmm. right and i can take it it's fine um because i know my calling right Right. but then i also know like the individual that came up to me the other day when i was um sitting at feather and finn or somewhere (laughs) and they're like keep fighting we saw you Mm -hmm. on the news with the young lady keep fighting and that encourages me to encourage her, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because you do get a little, you get a little weary, a little weak. I don't care how strong you are, um, especially when you don't see something moving in a direction that it's not that you wanted to go, but it's supposed to it's go. Supposed to go. It's the right, right. way right. it should go. And um, it, it, don't it makes take you question two weeks to view a speeding yeah. video. Yeah. It don't even take two yeah. weeks. So why is it taking right. three months? So it's taking three months. It don't right. take three weeks to respond to a letter. I work for enough elected officials. Know we pumping out letters on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? So it's just like it just that's all of that is unnecessary. Yeah, because in three months, when you you know what's so crazy, not to use it as analysis, but it, it kind of is. Um, when you file, like when you look at your your credit report. And you see, like, in a, three months, you can get some taken off. Yeah, and you get some taken off. And yeah. Lord, I know. Uh, yeah, derogatory mark can come off just like that. Uh, yes, God. And if, and, if, and if they don't come off in that period of time, then guess what? They have violated the law. So yes. they have to take it off. Yes, but it is. So it's the same thing with Special this. exception like, with law enforcement. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a special it's, exception. It's definitely crazy. But, yeah. you know, again, I want to thank you guys. And when you guys see um, Brandon, as well as anybody on his team, um, Ebony or whomever, keep encouraging them because, like he said, those few words just gave him the extra oomph yes. for that day, yes. which allowed him to take on a little more burden little. from somebody else. <laughs> yes. But so. his grace and mercy but keeps us all, right? Yep. <laughs> it keeps That's us it. all. He give us brand new mercies every, every day. day. Every day. Every, every day. single day. Every day. So with that being said, we're going to get out of here. Um, we're going to drop the video um, this evening. Yes, yes. Actually, I'm going to drop it as soon as, soon as we're done. Um, and again, for all of those, we, we're, we're in Norfolk tonight. We're going to go to City Council at 6 p.m. We'll be in Norfolk at front of City Hall at 5 p.m. One camera comes out. If no one comes out, we're going to still voice our concerns. That's right. Whoever can come out with the camera and, and live future it, then by all means, you know, um, I, we don't stop. Just because uh, we want to make sure that people know about it. We want to make sure that right. uh, they know what's going on. So right. we're encouraging people to please come out. Right, because that's absolutely ridiculous. Three months, no yeah. response. It's almost like they're slapping you in the face Correct. twice. Correct. Because they're making it like it's not even worth a response. Right. I mean, it's a, you know, they, and, and don't get me wrong, Some the attorney has had some acknowledgments on different pieces and things mm-hmm. like that. And, they, mm-hmm. and so when, when, we, when I got on board with the attorney, one of my thought processes, okay, so I, she showed me some email threads, but it was nothing where it was just like concrete, let's right. figure out what we can do to fix the situation or right, get right. this get this ball moving. And so that's when we said, well, let's do this joint letter. Let's put it all in. A, and I emailed you the letter as okay. well. You can make the letter public. It's okay. in that whole package I sent you. Okay. Uh, and in this letter, we, we made it public. Now, in the letter, the only thing we stated at the time, we thought that he was suspended. We found out that he was not suspended. He might be uh, still out there running around doing this right now. Is correct. Taco out there being a taco. <laughs> right. But thank you so much for having us. Yeah, and no no problem, no problem. So with okay. that being said, we're going to see you. We're going to see you tonight. Which one? 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 1 of them o'clock. Yeah, okay. Right. Yep. Good night. Thank Good you. night, everyone.